Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories, obviously. And this isn't an ad, I promise. A few weeks ago, we were contacted by Sammy from Out of the Woods Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation. Sammy saw that there was a need for licensed rehabilitators in the Memphis area of Tennessee and set about creating Out of the Woods Wildlife Rescue and Rehabilitation. This autumn, the centre will open and take in squirrels, raccoons, foxes, opossums, cryptids and some species of birds. It costs around $250 to rehabilitate a baby raccoon and get them strong and fit enough to be released back into the wild. And unfortunately, there is little to no governmental assistance for projects such as this. We'll be donating money to Out of the Woods Wildlife and if you have the means or desire to donate money, you can too. Each person that donates to the GoFundMe in the month of August will have the chance to win Real Life Ghost Stories merchandise of their choice and we'll pick five winners at random. It doesn't matter how big or small your donation is, because every little helps, and you still get an equal chance to win some merchandise. We know that it's a difficult time financially for lots of people, so like always, there's no pressure to donate. But if you still want to help out, liking, following and sharing on social media is also a meaningful way to help small projects grow. Go and follow at Out of the Woods Wildlife on Instagram and check out outofthewoodswildlife.org for links to the GoFundMe and any information that you could want or need. The links for everything will be in the description of each episode of 30 Days of Terror and I'll be playing this little message every five episodes or so. I hope you enjoy today's episode. And welcome to day 30 of 30 Days of Terror. How are you doing? <laughs> Feeling a bit emotional, to be honest. How you feel? Are you going to miss it? We've come to the end. I don't think you're going to miss it because you've been like... Oh, a, a, we've come. <laughs> so for everybody that's been messaging saying, oh, it must be such hard work. For me, it wasn't. For Dan... I don't... I don't... No, I don't... It hasn't been hard work. It's just been long days. It's been time-consuming because you've been working full-time and then in the evenings I'm like, right, sit yourself down, get your notepad ready. We got some recording to do. Yep. So if anybody wants to thank anybody, it should be Dan. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, I'm at the point of delirium, so by the time you got to this episode, you probably will not be grateful that we carried on. (laughs) I don't know, somebody listened to one of our episodes today. I don't know what episode people are on by the time when we're recording this. And they they commented on the Facebook group being like, 
God, that was a bit. That was a bit mad, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. Sorry, it's just all been a bit wild, really. So thank you. Before I start doing my Oscar speech, I mean, to be fair, if you've made it this far, you deserve a thank you. Yeah, you do. Thank you for listening. Mm. And for steadily downloading and listening every single day. And for those of you that have saved these up, as I know some of you have, and it's currently October, don't you just miss that really hot heat that we had in August? (laughs) And maybe at some point, 30 or considerably less days of terror will return. It's unlikely to be 30 again. One and a half days of terror. (laughs) I.e. a normal week for us. So I've got some stories for you today. Are we ending with 30 stories as it's the last episode? Ding, 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 ding. Imagine <laughs> we're doing a marathon of 24 hours of recording. Our first story today comes from Sinead. I thought I would send over two stories from my time of working on Grafton Street and the experiences that I had there. For anyone that doesn't know, Grafton Street is a very busy shopping street in the centre of Dublin and the buildings on the street are all quite old. My first story comes from my time working in the Disney store. Regularly the staff, or cast members, would joke about the ghost in the store, which we all nicknamed Laura Ashley, as that is what the store was before Disney took it over. The store itself is five stories high, with the top two floors being used for storage and for staff areas. The third floor in particular was very attic-y. It was creaky floorboards, super dark, all that good stuff. No one liked going up there for these reasons. But in particular, there was a small room off the main room, which everyone would avoid at all costs, as it was freezing cold and had some major spooky vibes. When I was a manager, I was doing a night shift over Christmas with another manager and two members of staff. We had lots to do, so divide and conquer we split into two teams. For context, night shifts would be 10pm to 7am. And let me tell you that being on Grafton Street in the wee hours of the morning is scary in itself. Myself and the member of staff I was working with had just finished our break and we were working on the ground floor of the store and the other manager members of staff were up in the break room. She went up to get some stuff from the stockroom and when she came back down, she asked why I had rang her phone. I hadn't. I was working away, moving things, waiting for her to come back down with the product. She showed me her phone, and there was a missed call from three minutes prior. The store had two or three different phone numbers, so just to be sure, we called the number back. In the dead silence of the store... The phone behind the till started to ring. So the call had come from within the store. Feeling rather spooked, we ran up to the break room to check if the other guys had rang her, and they had no idea what we were talking about. I checked the CCTV cameras just to be sure they weren't messing with us, and they had never left the break room. To this day, I have no idea how that missed call happened on her phone but I was running out of there at 7am. The other was from when I was working in vans, directly across the street from Disney. My best friend Alva had regularly told me that the van store was haunted and that they were very respectful of it, never gave it a name and tried not to bother it. 
There were various videos of rails of products just falling to the ground out of nowhere with no one near them. Cash drawers being thrown onto the floor from being completely flat on a counter. One morning I was down in the basement with one of the lads and he came running back up to me asking what I wanted. I hadn't called him, but he said that he had heard my voice right behind him asking for him to come back up. This happened several times. My main encounter was also in the basement. I was down the very back of the store in a narrow passage, which led to a lift that no longer worked. This part of the store was quite a good bit away from the Wi-Fi and from any form of phone signal. So when you wanted to play Spotify or anything, you had to have things downloaded. I was doing some reorganising and was playing Green Day, which I downloaded. There was nothing else downloaded on my Spotify at that point. I was happily working away when I got an uneasy feeling out of nowhere and my phone switched mid-song to play the Linkin Park song Crawling out of nowhere. I paused it and ran up to the ground floor as I was freaked out. I was telling the story to the guys from my team and when I took out my phone it was paused on crawling and it definitely wasn't available offline. To this day I have no idea how that happened as I had zero signal and it jumped mid-song. Maybe the ghost is just a really big Linkin Park fan. Grafton Street is real old, right? Yes. Yeah, so this doesn't surprise me at all. Little, little hauntings in different shops. I can't handle the technology, as always. So the idea that a ghost has called her colleague from a phone on the floor that she was on. How does that even work? Like, how does that happen? I don't know, but I, I know that you hate technology stuff like that, but I Ooh. I would also be very freaked out by it, especially in the middle of the night in those big old buildings on Grafton Street. And the, the buildings are incredibly old. Mm. But yeah, that is very scary. And then maybe it was just the ghost trying to tell... Like, imagine how creepy it is listening to Green Day. Like, do you have the time to listen to me whine? And then all of a sudden the song changes and it goes crawling. And the start of that song is yeah. that is that breathing noise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Which is not what you'd need to hear when no. you're in a basement on your own. No, it's like Death Cart. There's a there's a song that's um by a fight star, um, which I don't really know whether I should be owning up to that I listen to. Um Well you've said it now, there's no <laughs> going back. But that always freaks me out when that comes onto the playlist because it starts with someone going <gasps> like that. And then it goes into the heavy thing, but and you never if you if you're listening to like a shuffle, you just never oh, expect it. No, never. And our second story today comes from Patricia. Some years ago, I was on an interstate on my way home. In front of me was a boat being towed by a truck. Driving along, as I was watching the back of the boat, of course, not to run into it. All of a sudden, the boat began to move in wavy lines, the colours swimming together in a fluid way. Then, as quick as I recognised what was happening, it corrected itself. I saw a change from wavy lines to the appearance of solid form, and it was amazing. The second time, I thought I was in the left turn lane. However, I was actually in the left lane to proceed forward. The left lane arrow turned green, and from two lanes right I started to make the left turn. Just as I started my turn I saw three cars coming towards me. I was right in front of them and all of a sudden everything slowed to a very slow speed 
except for my car, which zipped onto the street in front of three cars, and as I rolled to a stop, I noticed I was in a shopping mall. I pulled into the lot so I could see the intersection, and cars started moving along as if nothing had happened. I was so shook up and shocked that I burst into tears. I never even heard tires screeching to avoid hitting me. I cried for half an hour praying in gratitude that I did not cause a multiple car pile-up or God forbid hurt somebody. Patricia, I feel you might be discovering your superpowers. I think everybody's done that. I've seen that, that you know that thing where the, the, the green light goes to turn left oh, yeah, no. and you think that it's the, your light to go or whatever happens like everybody's done that and there's a particular intersection where we live where I've seen so many people accidentally run red lights or turn in the wrong lane or whatever it yeah. is because there's so many green yeah, no, different no green judgment lights. on the driving it's more the fact that you um, somehow slowed down time uh, that's 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 what I mean what I mean is we've all been there mm. doing that I've done it countless times and people have had to like slam on their yeah. brakes and I've had to slam on my brakes time has never slowed down no Patricia. You are a superhero. Are you a superhero? Are you a super? Are you a hero? I was going to say, are you a mutant? But that's really mean, isn't it? (laughs) Are you a mutant? That's amazing. As an X-Men mutant. No, I know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's incredible. I don't know what the wavy lines are about, though. That's also kind of cool. That is quite cool. Maybe... It's a glitch in the Matrix story. Well, mm. her email was titled Two Examples of a Glitch in the Matrix. Yep. And I've been reading a lot of Glitch in the Matrix stories lately and they're for fucking fun. me up. <laughs> just just for fun. That's what I, the type of thing that I like to do is just read stories to traumatise me. I think the Glitch in the Matrix ones are really genuinely frightening though. Mm. Because they're so... They're so simple and ordinary but so mad at the same time. I've got a theory. Because I was watching a documentary last night in bed called Back to the Future Part 2. Um, and Doc Brown realised that they changed the future by bringing something in the past and changing the past. So maybe all these glitches are caused by multiple time travels that are going on that we never know about. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And our final story of 30 Days of Terror comes from Abby. My mum has always been extremely open to the paranormal and has many fascinating stories to tell. 
stretching from spirits to fairy-like entities. So I've also been incredibly open to the concept of the paranormal my entire life. This first story was told to me by my mum when I was about 13 years old, as she believed that I could handle it. She told me that for the first six months after I was born, whenever my mum would settle me in my crib, there would be what she described as a 12-year-old boy still next to the crib. Understandably, this made my mum rather uncomfortable, as I have no siblings, and definitely none that were wearing mid-18th century clothing. After seeing this, every day for a few months, my mum simply asked the boy who he was, and the answer she received cemented her belief of past lives and old souls. This boy had told her that he was my older brother Tobias, and that he just wanted to check that I was okay. After that day, my mum never saw this boy again, but often felt his presence in my bedroom. There was another event that freaked my parents out that I have no memory of. Surprisingly, it was my father that told me of this day, as he refuses point-blank to believe in ghosts. I think it has imprinted itself into his memory. In his account, he said that he, my mum and I were walking around a village on holiday, when me, at two years old, casually pointed out a graveyard and said, in toddler speech, Look at all the people! My one question is, why would you want to haunt a graveyard? Personally, the first experience I can remember is a rather comforting one. I was four years old, and it was my first day of primary school. I was sat at the bottom of my stairs, doing up my Velcro school shoes, when I saw my cat walking past the bottom step of the stairs. I obviously tried to reach out to stroke her, but I couldn't, as she had disappeared in front of me. At the time, I didn't really think much of it, and mentioned it to my mum when we got in the car. She didn't really react, but only reminded me that our cat had died the year before. Once again, I didn't really pay it any mind, but what four-year-old would? For slight background, the village in Hampshire that I've lived in my entire life has an old tale of a phantom coach and horses that travels down the main road which conveniently runs through my house straight under my bedroom. In this experience, it was about six in the morning when I would wake up for school, and everything seemed completely normal. I'd been awake for about ten minutes, when I heard the sound of horses' hooves on stone extremely close to me. Where I live, it is not uncommon for people to ride horses, but it is very easy to tell their position in relation to you through the volume of their hooves. This particular time, the sound was incredibly loud, with no build-up, and then it stopped suddenly after a few seconds. There was nothing to suggest that a few horses had come closer and then moved away again. I tried to be as rational as I could about this, and put it down to my imagination, but what spooked me then was that this auditory phenomenon happened every morning, at the same time, for an entire week and it hasn't happened since. Admittedly, at this stage, my best friend and I were both rather fascinated by the paranormal, and one day during the school holidays while my dad was at work, we decided to see whether we could catch any activity on camera. There was always a charged energy in the house, so we thought, why not? We set up a torch with fresh batteries, 
and my camera and began asking if anyone was there and to turn the torch off. Stupid, I know. We sat there for about half an hour with my camera recording, just asking out when we realised it was kind of pointless. As soon as I turned the camera off, the torch started to go on and off. It was the kind of torch where you had to push the bottom really hard for it to turn on and nothing was touching it. My friend and I just looked at each other and then back to the torch. I made her get up to take the batteries out of the torch because I was so freaked out. At this point, we were both rather frustrated and decided to give recording it another go. We swapped out the batteries again and I pressed record on the camera. Again, we sat there asking and chatting for another half hour or so and again, nothing. So I turned the camera off and then about 10 minutes later, the torch starts turning on and off. At this point, both of us looked at the torch and freaked out. We ended up taking the torch downstairs and hiding it in one of the kitchen drawers. I didn't touch that drawer again for six months. Looking back on this event three years later, I still get unnerved and realise how stupid we were in the first place to even ask for something to happen. Let's just say we haven't done anything like it since. Hmm. Don't like the... I don't like the story. Because I'm scared. Don't like the idea of Tobias. Ghost Cat is alright. I'm alright with Ghost Cat. Ghost Cat can stay. We're good with that. I like that Abby has the same opinion with you about why ghosts... Like, why do ghosts haunt graveyards? <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> Unless you are actually murdered in a graveyard yeah. or die in a graveyard. I don't yeah. see the point in haunting a graveyard. And I'm, I guess I'm like... I guess in like before we could actually prove that people were dead... I guess some people probably did die in graveyards. Yes, that's true. When the Victorians had <laughs> yeah. all those bells and Which everything. Which I'm pretty and... sure we've said before. But Yeah. Um, so it's nice that, that that she agrees with you. But the fact that as a four-year-old child, she pointed at a graveyard and went, oh, look at all them people. No, thanks. No. No, I don't need that at all. The ghost cat is good. Yeah, we like a ghost cat. Horses and carts are creepy. But then that's so fascinating because yeah. that... That coach and horses lore is in so many old English villages and towns. Pretty sure Canterbury has a coach and horses lore. I don't know because I haven't been on the ghost tour. Potentially. I mean, if only one of us had been on the ghost tour. I mean, if only. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> but I think Canterbury does have a like coach and horses lore. Oh, I think lots of... Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't lots surprise of me. old towns and villages do. So I think it's really fascinating that you'd hear that mm-hmm. specific sound of hooves at the same time every morning. How weird is that? I'd be rushing outside to see the horses. You would. You love a good horse. I do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I thought actually when she when when Abby was talking about um, sitting on the stairs, the cat story, I thought she was going to say that she saw a eighteen year old boy. <gasps> in- <laughs> Imagine. In 18th century clothing. Oh, you'd shit yourself. Who came and tied the shoelaces for I was like, I'm Tobias. I'm your big brother. Sorry? <laughs> Mom, is there something you want to tell me? Imagine imagine if she did have a real big brother that just exclusively dressed in Victorian clothing, like 18th century clothing. Well, yeah. I was walking through Canterbury the other day, the other night. It was Friday night and this... You saw a milkman? No, I didn't. But it made me think of you and I forgot to tell you. I was walking through the 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 town centre and it was really busy and everyone was drinking and everyone was pissed because it was hot and it was all like laddish and crazy. 
And then out at just strolling down the high street was this man who was easily about six foot five, wearing a big top hat and full, like a full, almost floor length trench coat and like an 18th century steampunk steampunk esque outfit. Okay. And it was amazing. Was he alone? Yes. Ghost. Just saying. So if you enjoyed 30 Days of Terror... Then I've got some news for you, because in October I will be doing the original 31 Days of Terror, and I will be streaming every single day for 31 days, a new horror game each day, ending in a stream of the new Dark Pictures Anthology game, which I can't remember the name of. So look out for it. But if you want to find out more about our podcast, you sorry, can go you just see. <laughs> you just took me by surprise. So that was if you if you use Twitch, if you're on Twitch, if you have Twitch, oh, yeah, add Dan on Twitch. It is Milo Skiba, M I L O S K I B A, and you can watch him streaming for 31 days straight. I mean, he's literally li- literally streaming for 31 days, whatever amount of hours that is, nonstop. I mean, it's not; it's one stream a day. One stream a day. <laughs> And it'll be a different horror film every, or horror Um, game rather, every single day. So go and give him a follow on Twitch. If you missed his username on the website, there is a little tab that goes straight to his Twitch account where you can add him there. And our website is reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com where you can find all the information that you want about us, including our social meds, including our Patreon and including the email address where you can send your own stories to. Now, I know that everybody is going to want to know where we got up to. Yes. We got up to... I do actually want to know that. The end of January 2020. Oh, we broke the year. I thought we were going to be like caught up on ourselves. <laughs> so as I said at the top of this episode, there will be some sort of less than 30 Days of Terror reboot at some point. I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know what how, what it's going to look like, but we will do something similar again. We could do a Halloween week special, for example. Potentially. And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye. 
and when I looked at my phone, it was paused on crawling still. What's that? What? How did that get under there? Oh, I dropped it. That freaked the fuck out of me. I felt it on one foot and then it rolled under my foot. I was like, oh my God. Because at first I thought it was yours, but then I felt it move and then touch my other foot. And I was like, fucking hell. Why did you drop it? I was playing with it in my hands and I dropped it, but I didn't want to stop the story. I thought you had heard something. I was like, what? No, something under the table freaking me out. Sorry. (laughs) 